What's up, everybody? This is episode four of the King Rock Podcast. Um, my name is Billy, and I'm here with a special guest this week. Adam will not be joining us. Uh, my special guest is Amparo Munoz Miramontes, also known as Punky. <laughs> right? Hi. And then we and then we got this we got this special intro for her. That's not gonna play. Ah, oh, there we go. That's special just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. So we've um, we've known each other since high school. Yep. Um, I thought you were going to be president of the United States by now, <laughs> so I'm a little I'm a little disappointed, but I'm stoked what you're doing right now. Um, Amparo is a biology major from Cal State LA, and how did tell us a little about uh, a little blah, 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 <laughs> a little bit about yourself. So I'll start off by um, explaining Punky, because yeah. I heard you ask about that. Yeah. It was it for Punky Brewster. I always thought it was the coolest nickname <laughs> ever. It Was it from Punky Brewster? No. Oh, okay. Uh, when I was born, I was born, um, in, and my neighbor uh-huh. in Baldwin Park, they never had children together. So okay. she said I look like a little pumpkin. I was so adorable, like a pumpkin, okay. like a little punky. So okay. I was like oh, eight okay. days old and I got this name Punky. Oh, wow. Um, and my mom's name's Amparo and her uh-huh. mom's name Amparo. Oh, wow. And like everybody's named Amparo. Yeah. So um, my other nickname was Amparito. Can you imagine having to say that? <laughs> Such a hard name. <laughs> Amparito. That that's, that's like not even shorter. It's yeah. like, oh, let me give you this longer, harder name to yeah, say yeah. as a nickname. Yeah. So uh, my family just called me Punky and it just okay. stuck. Um, it was really hard to explain to people what my name was because yeah. I grew up in Missouri okay. and um, I thought, well, I'll just tell them my name's Punky because they can say that. Yeah. And that's kind of how it just stuck with me until I got to college. Um, and then I was a grown up. I had to use my <laughs> real name. <laughs> so you you went all through high school with like going through like for that name. Yeah. And it was that's in the how yearbook. I knew you. I didn't even I was like, her, what's her name? Amparo. I was like, no, that's not her. Yeah, I um, even in the yearbook it said my name was Punky. They just they just decided to change my name, uh, which was totally fine. But then yeah. you know when I went to went off to college, I decided okay, I'm starting over. I'm yeah. grown up. Nobody can call me a child's name anymore. That's cool. But you can always tell who's known me a long time. Yeah, because they'll say, "Hey, Punk, what's up?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Hey, you know, I forgot that is me." You know, so yeah. sometimes. Um, it's an out of body experience when I hear somebody talk to me with that name. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. And people to this day will ask me, oh, do you have a nickname? No, oh, no, I don't have a nickname. Wow, <laughs> you just avoid it now, huh? Well, I, I, you know, it's kind of interesting when you have a really unusual, unique, hard to say name. Yeah, you kind of make people say your name just so you can watch them. Kind uh, of like, yeah, yeah, you know, like cool. let's hear how you say it. Yeah, know? yeah. I just got uh, this weird that we're talking about. This somebody just was making fun of me the other day saying, uh, like, oh, I can't believe you still go by the name Billy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's my fucking name, dude. Like, I, They're like, well, you're growing up now. Like, should you go by William or Bill? And I'm like, well, that's my dad's name for one. And I like, it just grosses me out to even think of that name. Yeah, you're totally Billy. Yeah, right? There's no, I could never call you another I name. don't, I, I, yeah. But I would say that um, the free-spiritedness I had when I was in high school yeah, kind of disappeared when I re-emerged with the name Amparo, like, right, that's okay. a serious, yeah, yeah. academic kind of, like, yeah. name, right? Um, but when people do call me by punky, my person, <laughs> like, my core personality, <laughs> it comes back, yeah, it comes crazy. back. like, that's oh, crazy. yeah, I'm fun, you know, like, but because most of the time, like, you know, I have, like, a way that you have to behave, you know, your yeah, public yeah. image, I totally. guess, so to speak. But that's mostly for me. That means I'm a mom or yeah, I'm yeah. Um, working. I work in typically I work in manufacturing. Okay. So I'm almost always the only girl. 
Okay. So there's a kind of different like way of surviving in yeah. these environments that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like the childhoodness. I mean, I still have a kid voice. Like I know I sound like a little kid, <laughs> but um, I think some of that, like that innocence that's all in all of us, yeah. it kind of has to have like a protective shell, like a turtle. Or I t- yeah, it totally makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I get that. Like I get that too. Whenever, like I've been, I've been told that like my aunt and uncles have been telling me like, Oh, you should go by bill now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not me though. Like it, like I feel like it, it would change you a little bit. Like it does, it does make some sense. Like it's not like some weird. Like I totally get it. Yeah, I feel like it's a costume sometimes that yeah. I put on, like a, like a like a, a suit of armor. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. this name? And actually, the name Amparo means uh, sanctuary. Okay. Or protection in Spanish. Well, William is protector also. Oh, we have the same name. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, there you go, dude. So. um I, I heard your shout out about yeah. uh, Gen Now Matters. Yep. Um, I'm starting a podcast and I did it. Uh, I'll just tell you kind of like the, the how it came to be. OK, yeah. So um, Kevin and I and uh, Kevin's her husband. Yeah. Kevin <laughs> and Kevin's Billy's friend. Yeah. I've known Kevin forever, too. We used to hang out a little bit, get into some trouble. <laughs> well, there's a funny story I'll tell later. <laughs> so um, Kevin and I were together uh for a long time, since I was 14. Yeah, in um, high school, right? Yeah, and then yeah. we broke up for a while. We got back together as adults. Um, so things, if things are really meant to be, they'll be. Like, yeah. that's a true story. Um, we bought our first house in Fontana. We bought this um, huge five-bedroom house that okay. everyone swore was a crack house. It was pretty uh-huh. bad. Um, <laughs> our first night in there, we sat on paint buckets. Oh, you wow. Know, there was no toilet. Yeah. So Kevin put that in the first night. Wow. We had no stove. Like, it was really bad. Um really bad but it was our dream home and just like Uh, many people you know you have your dream whatever that is whatever your dream is ours was a crack house (laughs) (laughs) i got the crack house of my dreams so um sweet so we literally lived in the house for five years okay without it with just doing one room at a time so oh wow so for the first year we didn't have a shower we had a gigantic cast iron tub Oh, wow. And, and we washed our dishes and everything in it. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Everything, like, can you imagine my husband, Kevin, is, is six foot six. Yeah, Kevin's huge. <laughs> and he Kevin's was in there good. with like a little pot, like, like wow. bathing himself. That's that's funny. <laughs> so anyways. Um, Phot- photos are a day, haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were really proud of the house we bought. You yeah. Know? Oh, and, totally. And, um, you know, with time, it's become a very beautiful home. But when we bought it, we had no idea that we lived downwind. Uh, a landfill we had no idea we saw this little hump we Mm -hmm. thought it was a hill you know yeah well fast forward to 12 years later it's a massive landfill wow and And they don't it's not like something they have to disclose to you when you buy the house or anything like that because when we bought our house it was uh san Bernardino county land it was unincorporated in the very beginning Mm -hmm. and then it got rolled into fontana okay so our school our homeschool district is in rialto okay the city is now fontana so there's like some special rules which i didn't knew nothing about and Mm -hmm. I was just happy to buy my crack house. Like I was. Super That's how stoked. we were, dude. Uh, uh, fun, like weird story too. Like this, we're in Pomona, but it's not really Pomona. It's like Chino and Montclair also, but Pomona bought this little like strip of land. So now we have to be called Pomona. I kind of. It's I, the same thing. I kind of wish we could be called Montclair though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so totally the same thing. So when yeah. we first bought this house, we were really happy, um, and we would go to the local like. I don't know, bodega, uh, liquor store mm-hmm. where, they ha- where they put groceries in it. I don't mm-hmm. know. If, yeah. Yeah. So um, there would be people coming 
okay. with on horses. They were yeah, riding their we horses. Got, we got a horse. We got a horse people down the street. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. It, so isn't it cool? I think best. it's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool too. So uh, we had no sidewalks. Um, we have none of those either. I think it's great. Like I love I, that kind of. Life. I like it too, but it's it kind of sucks because like we have a big dog and. I mean, she's got a big yard to play and roam around with. So I don't worry about that. But sometimes it'd be nice to go for a walk, you know? Yeah. And it's like way too dangerous to like go walking over here. Like people are driving crazy. People drive crazy down the street. So you can totally relate yeah. to this next part of totally. the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They There was nothing but fields all around us. Okay. Horses riding around. It, it was very agricultural where I lived mm-hmm. um, at the time. And then I was so like amazed that they were putting in sidewalks. Yeah. Like... <gasps> We have sidewalk. Yeah. This is great. Little did I know they were putting them in because they were building warehouses. So they built oh. a huge Amazon less than 100 feet from me. Okay. Um, they put in um, a bunch of warehouses. I won't give you yeah. all the names, but there's a whole lot of warehouses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is awesome. I can walk. So, you know, I had uh, our daughter at the time was like three and I was pregnant yeah. with our son. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay in shape. I'm going to walk yeah. all the time. So I was walking on these beautiful sidewalk paths, right? Yeah. And there's all these trucks going by and I'm like, oh, who cares? You know, just walking by. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was eight months pregnant, my oxygen levels wouldn't go above 70%. And I couldn't oh, wow. breathe. Like I had asthma and I didn't have asthma before, uh-huh. you know? And yeah. I'm thinking, like, what's going on? So they ended up taking my son early uh-huh. because my body could no longer su- support him. Oh, wow. So then he's born. Guess mm-hmm. what? He has asthma. I'm like, what kind of baby has asthma when they're born? Yeah. So we stayed in the hospital for uh, a month, like a week, you know, and then yeah. a month back and forth trying to figure out what's going on with him with breathing. Mm-hmm. And he had little oxygen tanks and, you know, like, it's really strange to, like, yeah. put this mask on a baby yeah. and have them breathe. And and it was surreal. Yeah, so, I, couldn't, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. And so, you know, you sleep right next to your, your baby and, and you're trying to listen if they're breathing. Yeah. And every time I didn't hear them breathe, I would, like, oh, like you man. know, kind of shake yeah. them to see, like, hey, what's going on? So fast forward, uh, we're going back and forth all the time with the doctors. And mm-hmm. finally, a couple years go by. And they say that um, he does have pediatric asthma and it's caused from environmental impacts. And I'm oh, like, wow. what? Envi- what? The environment wow. can do this? And it was the first time anybody ever told me about something called PM2.5, which, yeah. which is a very small particle. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so tiny that it can go right into your bloodstream. Wow. From the air. And then yeah. from the air goes into your bloodstream. And if you're pregnant, it can go right through the placenta. And wow. directly go into the unborn child. That's insane. And it directly impacts them during development. Yeah. So here I am thinking, oh, I'm the best mom ever, like walking every day, you know, yeah, trying to yeah. keep in shape. But really what I was doing was poisoning myself. Wow. And what I was doing unknowingly was poisoning my baby. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, you know, today my son is doing great. He has mm. autism and mm. um, PM 2.5 exposure is linked to autism. Wow. And... um he, he's progressing um, ahead of anything that we expected. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing fantastic. But I wanted to learn more about, like, what's happening. And, you know, what, yeah. why are these warehouses right next to houses? Are there rules? What's going on? Yeah. And mind you, I live by, you know, the landfill, the freeway, yeah. the 210. Wow. And now an Amazon. Yeah. So I live in a death zone, pretty much. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I, I start getting involved in like local politics, trying to go to yeah. the city council meetings, raising awareness like, hey, you know, and I noticed that all these warehouses are going in. 
So when we first moved to Fontana, mm. there was a lot of farms there, right? Like, yeah, a lot. Remember they called it Fontucky? Fontucky. I still call it Fontucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's totally changed, though. Like, it's totally not the same city I remember. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, Fontana was pretty awesome back in World War II. They had, like, they won the war because there was Kaiser Steel there. And they also oh, wow. bunny ranches, bunny farms. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bunny farms. Yeah, yeah they're gone. They're oh, replaced really? all with warehouses. So, yeah. So those bunny farms were how the soldiers in World War Two got their food. They would can them with Kaiser Steel and everything. And they'd send rabbit meat all over the world to their soldiers and to keep them fed. And that came from Fontana. So Fontana used to be very agriculture. It was a bountiful. I never knew that history. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So. Good old Fontucky. Yeah. So I had (laughs) the citrus. You know, it it used to be very. We used to have so many citrus like lots. Yeah. And there's nothing now. There's I haven't seen I I don't know the last time I've seen one. Well, Kevin and I had our first kiss in the Lemon Grove. No. Yeah, behind where the oh. 210 freeway is now. Uh-huh. Where the smudge pots are going. Uh-huh. As if if you don't know what a smudge pot is, it's like that little it looks like a like a lamp or something. Yeah. And they put like coals in there to keep the oh, yeah. orange trees from freezing, right? Yeah. So we were we were out there and all the smudge pots are going to keep the little lemon trees wow. alive. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Where was this at? What what it was okay, so I lived on in Upland on nineteenth Street. Uh huh. But th- that where the freeway is now the two ten yes. They're they're between uh Mountain and San Antonio. Okay. So there used to be all lemon I didn't know grows. you lived up there. Yeah. All lemon. I know grows. Kevin lived up on like twenty third and something, something, something. Mildura, I think. Yeah, somewhere over there. Yeah, like on tw- there. Or like, like between kinda of like San Antonio and Mountain, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was over on the other side uh, of Euclid on campus on twenty third. Oh. So it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So so uh he would run down from his house to and I would jump over the fence. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Did she ever know about that? No. Oh no, because there were coyotes. There isn't even just like oh, wow. you shouldn't be back there. There were coyotes yeah. that would eat you. You know, like. yeah. Kevin's a little bit more dangerous than the coyote, though. <laughs> so, anyways, Kevin, <laughs> you bad dude, you. So, um, fast forward through the through the city. You know, we're trying to partner with them. We're trying to work with them, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to stop these warehouses. And we started finding out where the the campaign contributions came from. Uh-huh. Yeah, All the well, you got to follow the money, right? All warehouse yeah. money. And the, wow. it, they they literally gave a free pass to anybody to okay. build a warehouse. So there was a lot of land there that different companies bought. Yeah. And then they sat on it for 20 years. And there's something called an environmental impact report, which yeah. requires you to do, you know, whoever is going to develop on that land to say, okay, what is going to be the impacts of my business? Mm-hmm. So they did those EIR reports, environmental impact reports, 20 years ago. Yeah. There wasn't any warehouses back then. It was agricultural. And then they said they were going to build like a restaurant. And they didn't. They built a warehouse. That's interesting. Right. So fast forward to today, uh-huh. we have more warehouses in our city than any other city. Wow. But it's more like a pilot. So it's good for people to know what's happening in Montana because it's what's going to happen to every city. It's what's being yeah. attempted to happen in every city. So everybody needs to look at how Fontana has been um, getting away with it. Mm-hmm. And that will help you and your neighborhood yeah. resist 
Dude, they better not do this to Pomona. They will. They'll just buy. Ooh. So they buy residential land, and that's uh. how it starts. They buy residential land. They go to your house. They knock on the door, mm. and they say, "Hey, we'll give you a million dollars for your property." And you're like, "My property's only worth five hundred thousand." Yeah. But that's not what it's worth as commercial property. Got it. So commercial property, it's I think it's a thousand dollars a square foot. Wow. Of land, right? Wow. It's ridiculously expensive. Is, yeah. So it's like pennies on the dollar. But to a human, like I'm just a normal person, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, give me the money. I'm going to go. Yeah. But for a million dollars these days, you can't really replace what you had when you have a big lot. Yeah. So you're going to buy a house, maybe. Now you have new taxes, new everything. Yeah, yeah. Your old house had very little taxes. Yeah. Had lower, you know, lower yeah. um lower property value at the time that you purchased it. Mm. So now this is the other secret. So they give you this land, like, mm-hmm. you know, like basically they take your land. Now you have, you're a developer, you have residential land and you need to make that commercial. So how do you do that? Yeah. And it's right by a school and you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. And then you said there's like a bunch of like laws and uh, against like, you can only have like a warehouse so close to like some other stuff. A thousand feet away. A thousand feet. And there's like, that's not happening in Fontana. No, because. That's crazy. I just bought a farm. All the bunny farms are gone. Mm-hmm. So I just bought all the bunny and poultry farms in Fontana. And I sat there. And my name is, his name is Wiener. Actually, that's his name. <laughs> Developer Wiener. Uh, not even exaggerating. Um, I'm going to give the mayor, Aquanetta Warren, mm-hmm. you know, 100000 It, But I'm going to split it up between all my different entities. I'm going to give her a little bit here, here, here. Yeah. And if you trace them all back, uh-huh. they're all from the same place. Wow. And so now what happens is... In, in Fontana, the way that the planning commission, and most people don't understand that connection, like we're all yeah. so distracted on big politics. Yeah. And I feel like big politics is like part of a chessboard, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, so big politics is where we put all our attention. It, it's, a, it's like a chessboard, but like a lot of people are playing checkers. Let's let's be honest. Right, <laughs> yeah. so, so we're all focused on like who's yeah. the president, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. They have more rules than your local city leaders because... Mm. Who's watching your city? Yeah. Nobody's really like looking at what's happening. Nobody ever talks about that kind of no. stuff. No. Yeah. And that's totally. the only politics that matters. The only I politics. totally, yeah, I, yeah, completely. So so now um, Aquanetta mm-hmm. and her buddies, the developers, they gave her all this money. So she now appoints all these people to the planning commission. Yeah. And they do something called, uh, they violate the Brown Act like crazy because they all go to the same church, Water yeah. Life Church in Fontana. And... Um, they literally will put signs on who to vote for in church. They'll put, oh, they put, they and you know, that's it. one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm very atheist. So, uh, and I like, I'm like, I don't understand why we don't tax the churches. And especially because like, if they're going to be putting in their two cents, then we totally need to tax the churches. So it's like, uh, I don't know. It's it, actually illegal for them to do that. Yeah. Right. It's so illegal. So, so I'm just giving church, you the separate church from state. Like, yes. It's like one of the, yeah, it, it's crazy. So if, it, so this is all what's happening around, around the scenes. So now they pick their people, their favorite people that they're going to put on this planning commission yeah. and they being Aquanetta Warren and wow. her buddies, the developers. Uh-huh. And they, te- they strategically come up with this new way of converting land. They just rezone it. Uh, with oh a stroke of a pen yeah. or something called SWIP. Uh-huh. It's, it's, I can't remember, South Fontana, something South Industrial something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a way of, instead of having to do an environmental impact report, mm-hmm. they just say everybody can grandfather themselves into this plan. 
And so now you don't have to do any reporting. That's you crazy. You don't have to do any studies. You can just say everything's going to be fine. You don't have to do an assessment. And now you can literally build your warehouse 10 feet from a school. Wow. And you said that they even have to put like like trees and stuff in between and and they're not even doing that or like something about where they could plant like a tree but then they could take down like five other trees or something like that. Yeah, so what the city decided to do is they there was so much of an outcry yeah. of the public and it was it, those are some recordings you should really listen to. Yeah. When they were going to put the the warehouse right next to the high school, um, the community fought back. Yeah. And we uh, we we filed um, Basically, like we went through a grievance process saying okay. that this was a violation. Yeah. And, and, and what, what, what kind of process is that? Like, where do you have to, what do you have to do to do that? So, um, we have to write a, a compelling reason why this is in violation of any regulation. Okay. And so, what, and who do you give that to? Like, you give it to like your city, we give it to council. the city. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, when the city was supposed to review this, mm-hmm. they came back. Um, and it was the review period. There was 200 people that were there virtually yeah. talking. There are mothers in Spanish, like basically saying, I'm so ashamed of you. Wow. You're, you're an embarrassment to our people. You're destroying our children's lives. Like it was really heartbreaking. Yeah. Everybody is talking well, for the, for most people, like empathetic people that have common sense <laughs> and knowledge. Right. Yeah. But for these like developers, they're probably like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Next. So it was so bad. It's horrible, that, man. That, it's like a bad movie, dude. Oh, yeah. and, and instead of the, the, they would give us three minutes to talk. Yeah. They'd cut it down to like a minute, each one of us. Yeah. Oh, because there's so many people. So many people wanted to talk. So everybody was trying to say their points, you know, as quickly as they could. And literally, the planning commission sat there. Mm. And as soon as, as soon as we were done talking, it took them less than 30 seconds to pass it, anyways, to, wow. to allow that land. To become a warehouse. Oh my god! Like there's just like no remorse. Just no remorse. No. Nothing. They didn't care at all. They, they probably didn't. had their pockets lined with cash. So it's 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 two parts, right? Yeah. So Aquanetta, she does an amazing job of taking care of her people. Mm-hmm. So Jesse Armanderas, who's on school board. Um, then there's uh, there's like all kinds of people. I could sit here for hours and, yeah. and name them all. Their career started at one point, mm-hmm. and now they're at this point. And nobody has benefited more than the Water of Life Church. Mm-hmm. Pastor Dan has been able to get that IPP money, you know, during COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're doing an investigation now. We think he bought land with it and wow. said, yeah, yeah. And they get all of our homeless. This is like, like <laughs> deep-ass conspiracy <laughs> shit. Like, and not a conspiracy, though. Like, this is some yeah, you deeply would be- rooted... You would think this is a conspiracy. It sounds so ridiculous, right? Yeah, but you, but I know you, like from what I've known from you in the past for sure, and I've known you throughout the years on Facebook and everything. I know how intelligent and smart and like thoughtful and how deep like you would go into this. Like I know for sure it's not like a conspiracy. Like this is like I totally like one hundred percent believe you. Like, yeah, it's this it's, is not like something I would just hear and be like. Oh, okay, whatever, you know? So uh, when I first came to Fontana, um, yeah. and, and this just tells you like how much I've changed. I was a Republican. 
Oh, I was what? a Republican. Yeah, you didn't know this. Yeah. I, I was a Republican. For, <laughs> okay, for, you said was, so we're good. We're I good. was we're a Republican um, because I really, truly believed that everyone thought like me and that we all have a responsibility to take care of each other, so we don't need government really intervening. Because I get that. Everyone's going to be like me. Yeah. Yeah, that was not true. And I didn't really realize that until yeah. my son, the, everything that happened with my son, mm-hmm. and then I tried to negotiate and, and navigate the the special ed um, requirements okay, yeah. in the schools and try to get help through insurance and and everyone acted like I was looking for a free handout yeah, when yeah. all I was doing was trying <laughs> to take care of my child right yeah. and um, and it's unfortunate that you know I had to have that experience to mm-hmm. change yeah but I'm so fortunate that I did yeah but there's a benefit in this is yeah. I knew Aquanetta before I actually admired her I got to wow. know her wow. yeah um, I thought she was amazing um, I just Loved everything about her. Yeah. So yeah. for me to say everything I'm saying to you, it was a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. See, okay. This goes along with my theory. I've had a theory for a long time. Republicans, now don't take, please don't take any offense to this. This is just like a broad theory. But Republicans, for the most part, have to go through something to like actually empathize with that cause. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like where, I, and I think that's a big divide between democrats and republicans i feel like democrats like can they have they must have something in their brain or something where they can empathize already without having to go through something and i'm sure there's other stuff that you've i'm i'm sure you're a very empathetic person i've known you forever you've been the nicest person forever so it's like but i've always had that theory you know and it kind of like goes with that like you did go through that but and then that's what i really like about republicans they when they when they go through something and they deal with it they deal with it whereas democrats we're just like oh i feel bad for that person but i don't like what there's nothing i'm gonna i'm not gonna do anything yeah you know what I'm saying? So, so i totally really truly believed that really that if someone needed help they could yeah. go to a church and get help yeah, and support yeah. And so that's why we're giving churches a tax break because yeah. obviously they're doing the right thing with them. We don't need yeah, all these yeah. systems. <laughs> you know, we don't need to pay more into these systems since yeah. these people are doing these tasks, right? Yeah. And all these nonprofits, all these charities, they're doing those things. So they're taking that burden. I really, truly believe yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And in the process of my own like evolution as a human, yeah, I learned that there are some really great organizations out there that do all the right things. There are. There totally are. Yeah. But that is not the rule. That's almost the exception. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And especially yeah. with churches. Uh, we were kicked out of a few churches because of our wow. son's behavior. Wow. Yeah. It was very heartbreaking. You're like, that's the place where we should go. And you get like that. They should be all accepting. Yeah. Yeah. So this brings us back to Water of Life. Yeah. So Water of Life gets all the money for our homeless programs. They get okay. like money for the homeless shelters, for for hotels, everything wow. that has that has to do with the homeless. Where does it, that come from? Like where? it comes from from the federal government. Okay. So, wow. So there's millions in this program. Wow. They get it all. So we have been kind of doing some investigative reporting, and we've been putting homeless people through Water of Life's uh, thing to yeah. see what happens with them. They give them gift cards and kick them out the door. So a mother no with three, three kids, homeless, living in their car, no wow, more money for dude. gas or anything else. Wow. They basically gave them gift cards, kicked them out the back. They didn't put them dude. in a place to live. And the city is giving them free rent um, oh. for, for a building that they run. Yeah. They're, 
they're giving them free land. Yeah. They're doing all kinds of things with our money. And that happens to be where three of the four council people, yeah, including the mayor, all go to church. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> right? What a coincidence. So, so you know, and then there's... People are getting blessed over there. Yeah. And, right? and there was, um, you know, I, I, I have all the research and I'm going to, like, start un- uncovering this in my podcast. Yeah. Trying to show us, you know, as a public, like, we can follow the bread trail. Yeah. It's a little bit hard and it's a little bit tricky. But it's worth it because, you know, all the time we're being blinded. Like we are seeing their beautiful perception of Uh what is happening. Yeah. And I'm telling you from my own experience, I would never have peeled back the the layers, the facade, had I not been poisoned. Yeah, that's crazy. But we're all going to be poisoned. This is I know. We're all, yeah. This isn't my story. They've had so many water. This is like, I was actually... Earlier, gonna write down in my notes like this is very like Aaron Brock, like you're like the next Aaron Brockovich, like right? But like you, like 100, like you are doing all the investigating. It's like same shit, like how they were poisoning the wells and the water system, and so it's funny you say that because yeah. in um, this whole how we won World War Two, yeah, Rialto, the city right next to us, yeah, my um, sister lives in Rialto actually. Yeah, they had a huge lawsuit because during. Um, during that time, yeah. they were uh, loading munitions. So all the chemicals, all the uh-huh. perchlorate, was allowed to just go into the bottom, the, to the water table, and it became poison for the, all the water in wow. Rialto. So now fast forward, this community starts fighting back. Mm. There's this one wonderful lady named Dr. June Hayes that really like was the pioneer in this. And she started fighting back, and there's another another woman named Penny Newman that mm-hmm. got involved. This, we're talking back in the 70s, and and um, like late seventies, mid seventies, and um, they sued the EPA. <laughs> wow! They sued the EPA because the EPA said everything was fine. <sighs> they said that there was no issue. So now, if you drive through Fontana or or uh, Rialto and yeah. San Bernardino, you'll see something that looks really weird. You'll see like these, like they look like huge CO two cartridges. Okay. And those are perchlorate remediation sites. So it cleans the water of the perchlorate that is in the water table. So now, get this. This is even crazier. Yeah. So now you allow Niagara water to okay. move into Rialto. All they do is sell bottles, right? Right. Plastic bottles. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like but, a distribution kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yes, but they're stealing the water. Mm-hmm. Rialto sold them the water, rights to pump the water in the water table out. So what does that do to a community? So your well... So to have a well pump go all the way down, mm-hmm. it's set for a certain depth where your water is. And and that that whole area has um, an aquifer called Agua Manzo Aquifer, and it's one of the biggest underground rivers anywhere because we live in the desert. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah. So they're allowing Niagara to steal our water, <sighs> and now taxpayers have to pay that's, to lower the well depth that's because crazy. they're pumping all the water out that's the same thing that was going on with nestle too right like nestle was stealing all the water from like arrowhead arrowhead everywhere yeah uh san gregorio that's they're yeah. doing it everywhere so and and, it's and they be- just get away with it because nobody goes to city council meetings nobody yeah, speaks nobody. up nobody yeah, goes, never heard of anyone <laughs> nobody goes to the planning commission meetings yeah. nobody does any of those things and and there's something like even more sinister happening in mm. the middle of all this is there's something called districts now. So um, 
in 2017-ish, Fontana moved to districts. And this okay. was my first experience of really getting slapped by city council. Yeah. So I know how to draw in GIS. I know how to make maps. So what, what uh, districts are is they take the population of a city mm-hmm. and they divide it into areas where you have a common interest and they divide it into smaller zones within the city so that you, the average person, mm-hmm. can afford to run for city council. Because yeah. if you have to run in a huge city like Fontana, yeah. that's a lot of money. And the only way that you could win is take special interest money. Okay. So then you no longer represent the people. Yeah. You represent special Which interest. Which is a huge problem with our politics today. Yes. Yeah. So they introduced these. I didn't know it was on like such a low level. Yeah. That's, it's right there. It's, a, it's right there down at your city hall. Like you can oh stop this. Like yeah. it's not somebody else. It's not, you know, whoever the president is. Yeah. It doesn't even matter who you're like. It, I mean, it does. All of it matters, but mm. it doesn't really matter at at the at the federal level. All the other players. What yeah. really matters is the person that's in your city council. Holy shit, man. Yeah. So. So in 2017, about 200 residents, we all got together. I had never met these people before. I'm still a Republican at this time. Right. Mm. And. They asked me to draw these maps and I thought, well, okay, let me look, look at the data. So I looked at, um, you know, income levels, you know, like, you know, you look at cultures, you look at race, you look at all that voting age, uh, education levels, and you draw the map in a way that keeps communities together. So you don't split up communities. Yeah. So we, we put together what we thought were the best maps ever. Uh We took them to the city. We, we, we paid out of our own pockets for these huge posters to present them. Uh-huh. We got 20 speakers because they only let us talk for three minutes. So we had a script and we just passed it down. So we finished the whole script of 20 people. So we talked about all of our maps and <laughs> yeah. why they were the best. And, wow. and they all complied with the law. Yeah. And when we were done in 30 seconds, they voted for their map. And their map actually pitted two city council members that always kind of represented more of the people's interest yeah. they put them against each other which is oh. illegal so they, they pit them against each other so yeah. that one of them would have to run after the other one to wow. knock them out and then wow. then from that point Aquanetta hand picked mm-hmm. who was going to represent the district you know That's from her, her special church uh-huh. and um, she put money in their campaigns and all that money came from the warehouse uh-huh. the developers so that's how we got to where we are. So then, so everybody knows every 10 years when they do a census, now they have to redistrict your city. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at, where, where we are at now in Fontana. We're redistricting our city. Wow. So we went back to the drawing board, met with all the different groups, the Brown and Black Alliance, the South Fontana Concerned uh, Citizen Coalition, uh, CCAEJ, um, all these different environmental groups, the yeah. school board, the teachers association. We went to all of them and we were like, Okay, we want your guys' input. Which map do you think is best? And the city is literally dividing up an interest group, which is the mm-hmm. South. They're dividing them on purpose because they have a candidate that they're going to run. <laughs> and they're trying, and we have somebody that we want to run. Yeah. So they're putting them in the same area, knowing that this is just a normal person that would yeah. speak on behalf of the community. And this other person is a special interest that they can give money to. So they're planning to knock out a, uh, like a community representative yeah. so that they can continue to destroy the neighborhoods in the South and just keep putting more warehouses. Wow. Yeah. So this isn't some dirty shit. Man. <laughs> this Dude. isn't abnormal. Like after I made that, that video, yeah. um, that first video, I got calls from Banning. They're doing the same thing in Banning. Wow. I got calls from Bloomington, from Rialto, 
from uh, Corona and Norco. I got a call. For, it was so heartbreaking and banning. I got a call from an old folks home. There was about five old ladies on the phone yeah. with their nurse talking to me and saying that they're building a warehouse right next to them, to oh the old folks home. God, dude. And they were so upset. Like they, they, they said they went to city council. They did all these things. And it's happened in Moreno Valley where they have that huge yeah. warehouse. It was same thing. They they elected a 20-some-year-old city council person, and then they got all their other players in there. And then the next thing you know, Moreno Valley is full of warehouses. So so it's like a strategy, right? So yeah. these warehouse developers need one way in, one person. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get their one person, like Aquanetta, yeah. to become their mayor. Okay, like this is how the the guy you were talking about, Philip Burham, right? Yeah, so that one's even weirder. Philip Philip Burham and his family, the Burham yeah. family, they originally were involved in Upland. So so was Aquanetta. They yeah, you're tell, from, uh, you're, that's one of the main things you're talking about, the Upland Colonies like thing. Yeah. So um, where is that at? That's like right on. Um, you remember that bumpy road right next to the quarry? Yeah. When we drive to Sapphire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that became the Colonies. No way, up there. <laughs> Yeah. That's so, like kind of rancho. <laughs> yeah, it's right on the border. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, so, I know exactly what you're talking about. So they literally uh-huh. took that quarry yeah. and they turned it into this development. And and there's a lot of details that go into that. But but basically there was um, some water issues, um, some irrigation issues. And there were many developers who tried to do that project. Wow. And none of them could afford to do it because it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, financially. But the Burham family got in there. And they, you know, worked on their mayor. Then the city agreed to pay for all these up, you know, this this investment up front. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing went sideways. There was lawsuits. Um, the same person, uh, Josie, she was a supervisor uh, previously. Uh, she was involved in that. They all went to China together. Uh-huh. They were told that they had to vote for things. There's a lot of shady stuff that happened. And um, there was a lot of suspected lying on on the stand during the trials. Wow, dude. It's like such a great story. And that supervisor, Josie, is now who they're going to run in Fontana to represent half of the South when they split it. So they're taking their all their best players that destroyed Upland. Yeah. And they're going to go finish destroying, you know, Fontana. This is fucking mind blowing. Yeah, but it gets even better. This is the best part. You know, Spoggy's, that restaurant in Upland? Yeah, yeah. They're going to make one in Fontana. Like... Like, literally, they're copying what they did here. This was the playbook. Yeah. We were able to do all this stuff in Upland. We got away with it all. Uh Okay, now we're just going to go do it over here in Fontana. They're just, like, copy and pasting, fucking destroying. Here, this is how we destroy cities. (laughs) Copy, paste. Yeah, and so, while all the rest of us are, like, so worried about what's happening at, you know, like, the presidential level or all that stuff, there are very few people that are looking up city council agendas, city planning agendas. I haven't, dude, I'm totally to blame for that. I haven't done any of that. Like this dipshit the last four years have totally distracted me from anything else. Yeah, and I think it was a plan, right? So so totally they're pulling be. all your, you know, all our emotional resources yeah. into like looking at this like circus. Yeah. Well, all the while, this is green lighting all the developers to swoop in and just grab residential land and then flip it and there's so many warehouses that are empty so imagine now yeah they're empty and why why would you think okay warehouses are great well because of the ports yeah so all of all of the importing exporting all of that Mm -hmm. there's no more room in la 
So now they're trying to change the Inland Empire to yeah. the Inland Ports. They're trying wow. to change it. I get, yeah, I get that. Wow. So they're, pre- they're what are they? The, 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 what's their overall game too? It's like they like they don't realize that they need people to buy this shit. Like they're gonna kill us all off. But so, they're like, you so know I, what I'm saying? Like they're just lining their pockets now. They don't like. There's no future in in doing this. You know what I'm saying? So that's how normal people think, right? Yeah. We think like, that's okay, what, yeah. I have to live. I'm, I want to live to be 80. Yeah. And so I need to do these things to get to 80, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm a developer, if I'm a different entity, yeah, I work very hard on laws to make sure that I, as a corporation, mm-hmm. have more rights than humans. And that's literally the, what has happened. That has happened. I mean, yes. we even heard that in the last, like what they were saying, um, Mitt Romney was like very famous for saying corporations are people. Yes. And, and to like, the point, no, dude. To the point now yeah. where corporations have land rights, they have the right to destroy humans. Yeah. Because they have more power than we do as individuals. And that's because we allow it. We don't fight back. We don't yeah. resist. And we don't even know that it's happening. It, they just slip it in on like voting shit too. Like they, I mean, the, the wording that they use on a lot of voting shit is so like erroneous. Like, yeah, and even if like with the environmental impact reports I'm telling you about, yeah. they they really don't have to take into consideration the cumulative impacts mm-hmm. of all the warehouses. Wow. And and although there is a law called SB 1000 that was mm-hmm. passed by our local senator in the area, Connie Leva, um, they really don't have any accountability if they pass it anyways, if they mm-hmm. violate it. And so 20 years ago, when all these these EIR reports were made, mm-hmm. we were very agricultural. Like, we didn't yeah. have all this truck traffic. We didn't have all this pollution. We didn't yeah. have any of this. So now you're taking that, and there's like 50 warehouses in a block, and you're adding another warehouse. Yeah. Basically, they don't have to look at the cumulative effects. They just have to look at this EIR report and say, oh, it looks great. We can put this warehouse in. Oh, and there's a school there. Oh, well, that's the school's fault. They should never have built this. Yeah. And and I actually heard the mayor say that. She said the school should have known and never built this because they've had this land all this time. So now, like, think about that. Yeah. So 20 years ago, they bought the land. Uh It was residential. 20 years ago, she was in power still. Yeah. So 20 years ago, she knew she was going to do the bait and switch and flip that over to um, to allow for commercial development and warehouses. But the school got built because those were supposed to be houses. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> so she literally tells on herself every time she talks. Right? That's crazy. Dude, it's like it's so funny, too. It's like the funniest part of the video that you have on YouTube is when you're like, dude, like the video they're using, you can't even see the mountains with the <laughs> air quality. Like you guys couldn't even find a better video. Like that's how dumb and that's how much they just don't care. Like they're, they'll just tell you whatever you want to hear. And then you're just like, you can even see it in the video. Like you cannot see the mountains. And that's how they think of us. They think we exactly. are so happy with our current state that yeah. we're pleased with everything yeah. that they have done to us yeah and we're not smart enough to know well i mean we're most of us aren't no we really are smart enough i to mean know. take some like honestly take someone like you that's like in super smart because <laughs> i'm not smart i'm not a smart person i i try to pay attention as much as i can but like i like i admitted like i don't pay attention to the local level at all so so our bodies let's put it another way our mm-hmm. bodies are smart enough to know that something's going on i got you so yeah. a lot of us think we have allergies yeah we don't 
we're being poisoned. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us have these coughs that don't go away. Mm. A lot of us have runny noses, watery eyes. Yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, we notice something's going on in our body. If we've been outside a lot, we just feel like we might be tired. No, we're poisoned. Yeah. But there's not the wording yet to describe that because we haven't been given those words. So hopefully I'm giving you guys enough words so you yeah. know what to fight. And, 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 and it's hard to know where to fight. But the, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next. Like, what do we do? Yeah, so the biggest like, what thing... Do, like, the, what does the normal person do for this? Like, what do they... The biggest thing is to share these conversations so yeah. other people know that they're happening. And that's why we're on the King Rock podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> because, um, you know, like when, when I first started bringing up that my son has nosebleeds all the time, right? Yeah. I was... You just accumulated to probably like dry air or altitude or something like that. Right. right? And yeah. then I started meeting with other moms and I they all started telling me their child had nosebleeds all the time. And I was like, what? That's crazy. And they all started telling me their kids have asthma. And so then I started doing research in the American Lung Association. And yeah. I found out that in the Inland Empire, we're 330 times more likely to have asthma than anywhere else in the country. Wow. And people wow. are getting asthma in their 40s and some in their 80s that never had asthma before. Yeah. So it's basically it's like... It's definitely like an environmental yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. And so so what all these politicians and these developers count on is that it's going to take a while to get funding to wow. do the research. And research takes time, right? But yeah. just just spewing out garbage like that Phil Burham guy does and like Mayor Aquanetta Warren does. Yeah. Just spewing garbage yeah you can do that because you don't have ethics but if you're mm -hmm. an institution if you're uh, um, doing a real study yeah you have to do the work and that there's a lag time and you have to get the funding so you have to get two things and their funding totally outweighs your funding like it, there's <laughs> right? no there's not even a challenge there and they can hire a school to do a study that actually they can worded in a way that can um, kind of mislead you into mm -hmm. thinking everything's just fine. Yeah. So like, so like the way that they've done that is they'll say, how bad is particle pollution today? And they'll use anything greater than 10 p you know, PM they'll, parts per million. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll use something that it's a larger size and compare it in the past. And so there's a huge difference, right? So if the particles are big, it's like dirt. And when yeah. we used to be all farms and vineyards and, you know, citrus, there was a lot of dirt in the air. And the winds, Fontana winds are crazy. So now you have all this dirt flying around everywhere. And so you're measuring that because it's big. So yeah. the study is going to compare the big dirt from the past mm -hmm. to the big dirt of today. And we've paved over it all. We put sidewalks on it all. Yeah. And do you see how misleading that is? Yeah, well, yeah, totally. So if I'm a developer, I'm going to put the money into saying the pollution has gone down, but it's big pollution, it's dirt pollution, it's particle pollution. Yeah. And that's how Philip Morris and all these other companies get away with it all these years is they, they know enough yeah. to mislead you. Wow. And they give you talking points so you can feel comfortable about it. Like, yeah. look, there's all these studies and it says everything's fine, but it's not on accident it's strategic it's so crazy man like it's so crazy that it's like so like these people are so hell-bent on like just not giving a shit and like destroying everything you know what i'm saying like yeah so you're you asked what's that wrong with people man <laughs> so you asked that question earlier like yeah like my life mm. i want to live to be 80 well corporations don't think like people they think yeah. the long haul so they think okay I want my corporation to be able to pass to my kid or this kid or that kid. Okay, or I want yeah, the corporation yeah. to outlive me. Yeah. But while yeah. I'm here, I'm going to spend all the money like I'm, you know, like I'm going to go enjoy my life. Yeah. And if it comes down to I'll just move. 
And it realistically, most of these developers, they don't live here. They live on the beach, the yeah. ocean, someplace mm-hmm. where there's good air quality. They live someplace very, very wonderful for themselves yeah, and yeah. their family. They're not living where they're building. You know, it's that old expression, you don't shit where you eat. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what they're doing. They're shitting where we eat. Totally. And then they're going off to go have the wonderful life that they feel like they've earned. Yeah. But really, it's just through bribery, deception. It's so dirty, man. It is. I don't understand. I just don't. I don't. I can't. As a human being, I don't understand how another human being could actually fucking have the audacity to do any of this. Like, it's crazy. It's insane. Well, I think the biggest thing is we don't. We put so much effort into some of the things that are marketable. Like yeah. we've already been brainwashed so much that we don't even realize that all our energy is in um, somebody else's marketing campaign. So mm-hmm. perfect examples. If you watch TV, there's like nothing but like age defying lotions and how to be beautiful yeah. makeup and all that stuff. So that's where most of you see, you go on Instagram, you see all these things. That's where everybody's putting their focus. They're putting it on yeah. like presenting an image. And now with Instagram, you have all these influencers just like that's all they do is like buy makeup products the makeup product like it's just yeah one big it's all one big commercial (laughs) yeah so so this what i'm telling you now you you know it's a little bit harder because you're like wait okay if all that's happening i can't do anything about anyways politicians are corrupt they're going to be corrupt but that's that's not true yeah at all you can make them change like we've gotten aquanetta warren so nervous now Mm. this is how bad she she has change the politics when you go to city council meeting when you get there and so you know when all of you listeners when you're when you get enraged enough and you you're like okay i'm gonna get involved so one of the things that i would recommend doing is um find out when they are and find out when they have to release their agenda as soon as they release their agenda start reading through it and if you don't understand all the words just tune into my agenda now matters and i'll explain everything of what all those things mean um but you go to the, the meeting. At each topic, you can speak for three minutes. You can sign up. So at the beginning of the meeting, you get the little card and you put your name and your address and your mm-hmm. phone number, whatever. And you say, I want to talk about public com- public communication or public comments. You can talk about anything that's on the agenda or not on the agenda. And then you can, any agenda topic, the public has three minutes to talk about it. Okay. That's how it used to be. Yeah. But we were showing up so often and talking all the time. That she changed the rule Whoa. right on the fly. What? That we're only allowed to talk one time for public comments for three minutes, and we can't talk about anything else on the agenda unless it's for a public hearing. So we're not allowed to talk anymore. So that means our voices mattered, right? Like, yeah. And so, so, so that's kind of what drove the podcast. Is I felt like we constantly got silenced, yeah. and she doesn't want us to talk at the city council meetings because that has to be broadcast. You know, on that on that yeah. TV, all yeah, of the, on the like the basic channel, yeah, you know, the basic cable channel network. So she didn't want us on there anymore because it was waking up the public. The public's like, "What are you talking about? Like, yeah. is that really?" And everything that we said, she would throw out like a five second or like a next thing you know, she's talking for five minutes on how wonderful everything is, and then they started releasing all those videos and the air quality and all wow. this stuff because they were afraid of us. And that's how that that video with Philip Burham came out. Yes, because we were showing up constantly and yeah. talking about the truth. So it's and just propaganda. Like it's one hundred percent propaganda. It's all propaganda. Like, and we stopped talking to the city council. Dude. So we all got together and we're like, look straight at the camera and say, residents of Fontana, yeah. this is what's happening to you. And then they made a new rule that we're not allowed to talk to anybody but them. <laughs> hey, how? Uh, let me just uh, mention how ironic is it that her name is Aquanetta? 
Like the hairspray? Like the hairspray that destroyed the ozone. Like, and now yeah. she's like, I'm just, she's like hell bent on destroying the world now. Like, yeah. And, and so. It's a little ironic. It's so ironic. So, yeah. so, um, you know, so you're like, okay, so what does that really mean for me? That yeah. means every time you talk about this conversation, every mm-hmm. time you tell somebody else, every time you share this information, you're actually putting down the the horrible propaganda that's floating around mm-hmm. that actually starts to make a brand. So yeah. now go back to the makeup. This is a brand. Being able to le- legally murder humans slowly yeah. is a brand. It's crazy. And, it's fucking insane, dude. And we have to stop it. And we yeah. can stop it by doing, you know, conversations like this. Yeah. You know, so it so it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you start asking your neighbors, hey, do your kids get nosebleeds? Do you guys have asthma? And then start figuring out that conversation. Yeah. So you can start having those those really meaningful like discussions. And then when you feel comfortable, go to city council meetings and speak. And I will tell you to this day, yeah, I throw up almost every time that I talk. And I do it, I throw up, not because I'm nervous or this, it's because yeah. I'm angry. I'm sitting there telling them how horrible my life yeah. has become, how yeah. expensive it is. You're like, dude, you're killing our kids. You're like destroying their lives. You're destroying all this. And you don't give a fuck. And like, the mayor will literally get out of her chair whenever I come to speak and she walks away. No way. Yeah. Or she'll turn her back on me and start talking to somebody else while I'm talking. No way. Yes. This, this, it is so enraging, right? And, and, and I start to shake, you know, because yeah. I get so upset. It's, like, it is, a, I get, I get that. It's like that fight. It's like you get, you get that, you get so much, um, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is in your body. It's like but, tremendous anger where yeah. like I'm trying to expel the demon that is yeah. her, that is in my life almost yep. like, you know, like, like one of those, what do they call those exorcist movies? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like that's what we have to do with the, the spirit of yeah. like just destroying humans. Yeah. And so, so they launched a whole campaign video where they feature developers talking about all the things that they've done in the community. So let's really talk about that. Cause yeah. that's the other myth, like warehouses create jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've worked in manufacturing. So yeah. again, like I told I grew you, up in warehouse. Like that was my job forever. Yeah. And, and it's, there's nothing wrong with yeah. a job that uh, you can provide for your family. Mm-hmm. But warehouse jobs are temporary jobs. Yeah. They don't. You can, there's no way. Like I was, I used to be really fit and athletic. That shit wore my body down so much. Like so much. Like I, I would just, I mean, every day you come home. Your back is just like insanely hurt. Like you got to come home, drink a ton of alcohol, pass out so you could just wake up and do it again the next day. Yeah. So I don't disagree with you. And I've worked in I've worked in steel mills, Yeah. you know, so it's not like I've have any easier of a job, but I yeah. knowingly knew the risks. Yeah. And I made a choice. Right. I made the choice to work there because they paid well, but yeah. I had full benefits and everything else. But mm. a warehouse's jobs are not like that. Yeah. They, you don't realize the risk until you're in it. Oh, you don't yeah. have benefits. No. Right. And the next thing you know, you're a disposable human. So so I, I'm I think I finally captured the perfect phrase for this. Yeah. The call to action. Everybody listening has to be stop the human harvest. Because they're just harvesting humans. It's really what it is. And then, and then, okay, like even to take it further, then they send you like, okay, you do have medical, right? They send you the doctor. Doctor doesn't give a shit. They just all they they don't care about curing you or like helping you. They just give you fucking medication to like make you go to work the next day. It's like a horse, right? And, so yeah, exactly. And that that's what you what you just said. Harvesting humans is exactly what they're doing. Like 
That's a 100% what it is. So, you know, a lot of times I go to sleep and have such anxiety, right? Because, yeah. you know, once you do have knowledge, it, it becomes like where you feel like, and this is how I feel, and I really hope you listening um, can help me not feel like this. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one fighting. Yeah. And yeah. and it gets exhausting, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's a lot of research that I'm putting in. It's a lot of hours I'm putting in. I, it, the, the amount of knowledge you have right now is like seriously blowing me away. Like what I've, I've, I saw on the video was enough. But like now you have all this other information. It's like it's almost too much for me to even like take in at one time. Yeah. So it feels like, it's oh, crazy. my God, I'm, I'm drowning. I can't I can't get out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where lives change all the time. Mm-hmm. It's through education and knowledge that, you know, we trans we transform as yeah. as humans, as civilization. And up to this point, we haven't wanted to learn this because yeah. we've been really happy with being distracted. Yeah, but totally. Yeah, it's great. Like yeah. we have the ease where you can order something online. It pops <laughs> over at your <laughs> yeah, house, right? Yeah. But Fontana and the Inland Empire is actually being used for something very different. And this is not a conspiracy. This mm-hmm. is actual fact. Mm-hmm. They're being used to test the United States and actually most of the world to see how how can we be transferred to yeah. no more brick and mortar. So I'll give you an example. If mm-hmm. you try to buy something at the grocery store, yeah. you can't find it. But if you order it off Amazon, oh, yeah. it'll be there. The same I talk way. about this all the time because I'm hooked on this soy milk or not soy milk, uh, almond milk. Um, silk. It's silk almond milk and it has. Uh, so they have like a ton of different ones. But there's one that has a particular almond coconut. And I fucking, I'm so addicted to it. I'm not addicted to anything else. That's it. I'm so addicted to it. They never fucking have it at the store. Never. So then I got to be like, I, like, I just get some shitty one, right? But then I'm like, I'll just order from Amazon and I'll have it, right? And then I, I was telling you about Liquid Death, which I'm drinking right now. It's fucking oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. So we were also talking about Liquid Death. It, um, uh, listen to that. Um, it's like sparkling water and, and they also have like, um, other kind of types My of water. God, that's good. It's delicious, huh? Yes. Yeah, it's good. I just bought it because like I had some other friends that were drinking it and I think some other friends might be working with them or something. So I was like, oh, I'll try it. So you go to order it and it's like, if you go order it on Amazon, it like they'll deliver to you every month, blah, 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 you know, or what, or you could do, you could order it. I would rather just order directly from Liquid Death because I'm like, I'm afraid to get hooked on buying stuff from Amazon. Like, I'm already hooked on buying shit from Amazon. If you see behind you, there's a fucking stack of uh, cardboard boxes that I haven't been able to get rid of because I just buy everything off of there. Like, I don't even go to Lowe's most of the time to buy whatever I need. I just order it from fucking Amazon. Yeah, so... So I'm part of the problem. (laughs) I'm acknowledging it right now, everyone, and I'm going to change my ways. Yeah, and and I just want to say, you know, there's nothing wrong with a warehouse model. Yeah. Okay. But it's doing it smart, you know, like you yeah, they, they have, have to, yeah, like you said, like there has to be like uh, you can't put them by fucking schools and like destroy our kids' lives. And you can't just put them everywhere and yeah, anywhere, and yeah. you can't ignore the reports so that the public knows what the real impact is. Yeah. You have to do it strategically if you keep them all in one area. Like City of Commerce is a great example. Exactly. It, that's but, a whole city that's uh, all just fucking warehouses. Like, why is. don't we just do more of that? 
Yeah. So, so those, you know, and, and making things in the Inland Empire is actually really bad mm -hmm. from uh, just like a geographical location. Yeah. Because we sit in a basin. We sit in a, yeah, we're sitting in a valley. Like, yeah. Totally. So, so the smog and pollution can't go anywhere. It's yeah. stuck. So basically, it's like that, you know, I don't know if you ever did this, but the spider, you know, in the jar, and then you mm -hmm. blow smoke on them, and then it's like dies, right? That's basically us. We're like, yeah. we're trapped in the jar. And I've never done that. That's, that, <laughs> what are you doing in your spare time, dude? No, I'm just joking. I'm a scientist, so, yeah. you know, you can run experiments. <laughs> so I'm always blowing smoke on spiders. I'm going to see which one dies faster, which which brand kills them fast. No, that actually was an experiment that we did because we were doing air quality when I was in college. Yeah. I that's had crazy. no idea it was going to turn into this, you know. So now, yeah. like, imagine 20 yeah, years later. Yeah. It's very strange. Wow. Um, so, so going back again, like, what can I do? So I go to city council. I mm. hold them accountable, and I make them stare me in the eyes. Yeah. That's the hardest part. Like, and, yeah. you, and you do shake because they're like, they roll their eyes. They start looking down. That should make look, me so mad. You, I, can, I couldn't do it. They won't look at yeah. you. They dismiss you, and then as soon as you're done talking, they turn into how wonderful everything is, and then they put propaganda videos out there, right? So, wow. so it is very enraging, but yeah. it's empowering. I have to constantly remind myself is that I have this corporation with more powers than I do that I have as a human afraid yeah. of me. Yeah. And and although and that's scary. Like you were telling me, like you're kind of like like looking over your shoulder a little bit, like yeah, I. I you have often to. get I think you have police to kind of, I want to think they're like trying to protect me on my way home yeah. after city council meeting, but maybe they're not. I, I, I have a very crazy stance on the police, uh, differing from a lot of other people. Uh, to me, they're just another gang that are paid off by other people. Like, yeah. sure. Some of them probably go into the job. Um, I have a niece that's an incredible person. She became a cop. I'm sure she thinks she's doing a lot of great and maybe she is and kudos, you know, but for the most part, I like, it's just another gang dude. And they're just getting paid. That's, you know how that's, that's how like the Crips and the blood started is because they were like a protection for their own neighborhood from the police. Like that's fucking insane, dude. Like, and now like we want to shit on the Crips and the bloods and all that. I mean, they're obviously not doing any fucking good anymore, but like, that's what they used to do is look out for their neighbors. Like, that's what they were doing. Yeah, it's very interesting because yeah. while you're talking about this, you think about Latin America during the pandemic, mm -hmm. all the gangs were regulating on the people, telling them you can't go out because the government refused to put them in lockdowns, right? Yeah. So they were delivering food. They, like, flipped their organization yeah. <laughs> into, like, support. Yeah. You know, I was like, what? What is, ha what, what is happening but that's in my what, universe? That's where gangs always... That's not. I'm not going to say all of them, but, like, that's where a lot of them started they started off as like organizations to help their neighborhoods yeah and i think that's something that we can do and we don't need a title like we don't need to be called yeah. a gang but yeah. in some ways we just are called resistors like we don't yeah. we're, we're rebel rousers we're just we're yeah. not going to just swallow the pill and just go okay i'll just go do whatever you want yeah. we have to resist because if you don't, and I always think this, mm. what if I didn't do this? Would somebody else do this? And the answer is probably, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you are listening and you have the power to do this. You have to choose to. Nobody's yeah. gonna save you. Like mm -hmm. you have to save yourself. Yeah. I yeah, I one hundred percent agree. And that's why I really wanted to have you on too, because I like me as a as a person who does not pay attention to like like the like close seat up um i pay attention to a lot to like other politics like like presidential you know like all that shit but not local 
And I want to, I've been wanting to pay attention a lot more to local, but I don't know like where to begin. There's like so much involved, you know what I'm saying? And like, not everyone wants, like everyone wants to just come home and be distracted. Like you're saying, like you want to go to work, come home and not think about having to go to work the next day. Yeah. And it's, it, it's become like, we call it ladies night now. Yeah. Um, cause you know, I've made, made all my new best friends, you know, at city council meetings. (laughs) <laughs> the weirdest thing, like so, we call it ladies' night. All the the moms and uh-huh. Ben and yeah. Ben, uh, we go religiously, right? So uh-huh. now it's all mothers, yeah. And we go up there and we talk about our kids, you know. And then yeah. Ben is is a youngster, a really an amazing individual who's like really putting up a, a really good fight, yeah. Um, but if it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd keep going. Yeah. So sometimes I get so down and to see this spark in somebody that's mm-hmm. like in their early 20s. Yeah. I'm like, OK, this matters to him. Yeah. So I'm going to keep doing this. And that's and he'll cool. look to me mm-hmm. like, hey, can you find this information? Can you research this? Can you tell me this? No problem. I'll, let me get on that. Yeah. But I need that. Like it becomes like it becomes like I'm alone. Mm hmm. And now I have my moms. We all go in there. We hang out. Like we all, and then now we've decided to go eat tacos after, yeah. you know, at a little taco place. And and it's become more fun. Yeah. But there were years where it wasn't fun. You know, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. You know, we know it's a losing battle to some degree. Mm-hmm. But we're willing to take the small losses so we yeah. can fight at a bigger level. Yeah. And it's getting there. Like now we have. We are starting all these petitions. We're trying to change laws. Like. Uh, we're going to start meeting with uh, Assembly Member Reyes, um, uh, Senator Connie Leva. These are all local leaders, right? Yeah, I've heard of Connie Leva. Yes. I think I'm pretty sure I voted for her. Yeah, she's our senator. Yeah. So she's a. Uh, all these people we're working with to try to start changing the big laws mm-hmm. so that we can come back and sue cities. Yeah. And that's what we did in Fontana. We sued them for that warehouse. Yeah. And we, we won, you know? No shit. But we can't make them change. Yeah. They already did it. Wow. So, so we need more laws and this is where like now I'm like diehard Democrat because I'm like, no. Yeah. I, for that, I don't know. I, I don't think I hate being put in a box either way. You know, like I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't see myself as a Democrat. I don't see myself as a Republican. And I feel like once you put yourself in that box, then you're on that team. You know what I'm like? Once you're wearing that uniform, then you got to play. Well, it's really the same party. Like realistically, they're both controlled by money. Yeah. So so the only way for us not to be controlled by money is to start removing the power of having personhood Mm -hmm. assigned to corporations. Yeah. And to remove tax exemptions from churches, like you said. Yeah, because, exactly. Because they're really just a huge tax shelter yeah. for all of these organizations. And this is like organized And crime. I think that's what they've been using churches for since the dawn of time. Yeah. And and like, I don't know. I, it's disheartening because, you know, you hear these people that, yeah. that, that really believe that this is a great organization. Mm-hmm. But it's like surface level again, right? It's the brand. The brand yeah. is the beautiful like model. And that's yeah. what they're showing you. They're showing you the, that brand. Oh, yeah, totally. So, so, you know, um, I think, so, you know, you get ready, you go to city council meetings, you have these conversations. And the other thing is you start like really learning who your leaders are, you know, are being funded by. Mm -hmm. And when somebody is running, that's a normal person. 
you can shed the pounds. I always call it my my campaign diet. Mm-hmm. I walk for them. I'll yeah. go knock on doors and I'll, you know, and, and we all could let Stan lose weight, right? So during, oh, yes. <laughs> so during campaign oh, season, yes. I like get a bunch of flyers. I put them in my messenger bag mm. and I go walk up and down the streets campaigning for whoever, you yeah. know, and, and in my mind, the way I started it, I was, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. It's the right thing. But then I had to have some other thing in yeah. my mind, and it was I'm gonna get in shape. You know, I'm gonna go yeah, walk. Yeah. So sometimes I'll walk for four to five hours. Wow. And dude. It, just handing out these flyers and talking. That's to people. crazy. That takes a lot of guts, too, man, to just like do that, like to walk around your neighborhood. Like I don't even want to walk to my neighbors to like tell them to turn down their music or like whatever. You know, there was a there was a kid yelling at his fucking mom like two days ago, and I was like, should I go step in? I'm not going to call the cops because I fucking don't, I don't like the cops. Like I don't want, and I don't want anything bad to happen to the kid either. I just want this to, situation to die down. But it's like, I don't even have the courage to like, I mean, I was like, man, I was like two seconds away from, you know, but it was like, I don't have the courage to walk down my neighborhood and be like, well, five years ago when I hey, started, everyone. I just went up to the door, put the, hung the flyer. Like, yeah. And then just like, you know, in the yeah. beginning, that's how I was. But yeah. then as I felt more confident that I had like actual knowledge, because mm-hmm. in the beginning I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and as I, I feel more comfortable with knowledge, I feel that it is part of my job yeah. now as a, as okay. a, as an owner as a, of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To share that knowledge and yeah. to give people a choice because when you go to work, they have something called right to know that OSHA made that that anywhere you work, they have to tell you what chemicals, what are the deadly toxins in yeah. your workplace, right? Yeah. Well, that was a big, huge movement to get that. You know how many people had to die for that to happen? Insane. It's so, that's, uh, this is so, yeah. So now we, we as citizens of our city have the right to know what we're being killed by. Yeah. And we should have the right to know. Yeah. And so, and and then we can choose really when we're looking at houses and we're trying to buy houses and all these things. Eventually, it won't matter because it's going to be like this everywhere mm. because we have to fight. You know, we have to fight now so yeah. that we can stop it now. If we don't fight, this Fontana is going to happen everywhere. Yeah. And cities have been successful in getting rid of this mentality, but it takes voting them out. Mm-hmm. And it takes your action, your courage to do something that is like not really what you want to do. You don't want to go around walking yeah. up the doors and saying, hey, vote for this person. But those little personal things, they make yeah. a difference. Like if somebody came to your door and said, hey, can you vote for my friend? Yeah. And you're like, well, why? Uh, well, let me tell you all that, you know, like, yeah, let, let me give you my two minute talking point. Here you go. I would really appreciate it if you went out to vote. And a lot of times we don't even go out to vote for local elections. Yeah. Totally. Nobody, nobody really <laughs> does. Like, it's it's crazy how much like America really gives a fuck. <laughs> like when, you know, like uh Oh, like uh, let's just for example, Joe Biden controls the gas prices, and we we so give a fuck about that, but we don't even care to like even figure out what is really happening, right? And that we all complain about schools, but we don't go to school board meetings. Right? None of that. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's a lot of you know, like I said, nobody's gonna come save you if yeah. you really feel so passionate that yeah. things are wrong. Mm-hmm. It really just does take one person to change. Yeah, and I never thought that before, but now we've done so much with mm-hmm. these other moms. You know, we've we have them on the ropes. You know, where yeah. you know where we are demanding documents because you have the right as a taxpayer to pull all their documents. So now yeah. we're making them give us all their documents on SWIP, which let me just tell you that went over real bad. They were pissed that they had to give us all their records of their racketeering business. Wow, man. So so they said they can't give it to us till May. We're fine. We'll yeah. wait till May. 
we'll take the documents they have now. I'm researching those, going through them all, seeing what they said they did, what the law says they should have done. Yeah. And then just doing it again. And every time we do this, we have uh, we have the power to go to the attorney general and file against them again. But yeah. it, it's you. It's the individual doing that. And you're like, well, I don't know how to do it. Watch Gen Now Matters because yeah. I will tell you how to do it. And then you could just carbon copy what I did and yeah. go after your city, you know, or go yeah. after. Something. That's the way to fight back. They want a carbon copy, like copy and paste this shit. Like I'm telling you guys, go to Gen Now Matters, right? Yep. On YouTube. Watch the fucking watch every video. Subscribe, like all that shit. Make Let's make this shit popular. So so those are the easy things to do. The hardest thing to do yeah. is change yourself. Oh, that's this is the hardest so hard. thing. Yeah. Let me tell you, this is yeah. We talk about wanting to improve our um, environment, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's taking the bus. No, nobody's taking the bus. Nobody's buying. Nobody's buying fucking eco-friendly cars. No, it, it happened a little bit. And like what Southern California, everyone gets made fun of in Southern California for driving a Prius. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I like my wife has a Prius. I fucking love that. I'm trying to get rid of my car to get another fucking Prius. But there's little things you can do. Like you can start using your land that you have in your backyard to Mm -hmm. grow your food. We now live in a food desert. So we went from being one of the cities that produced so much food for the country Mm -hmm. to we can't even get a farmer's market anymore because there's not enough farms left in Fontana. That's insane. We're a food desert. And... They're replacing grocery stores with warehouses, which means there's not even enough grocery stores to support the population. Of yeah, Montana. there used to be a lot more stores. They're gone. And they're yeah. gone because it, this is a pilot run to how they're going to do everything in the future. Wow. So so it's it's grow your food. You know, if you yeah, we're on that, we're on that right now. Like part of the where I'm like redoing our backyard kind of thing. Part of that is going to be like I know you saw kind of off to the far side. That's going to be a whole garden. Yeah, and and something else you can do, if you don't have anything else to talk about when you go to city council, Mm -hmm. if everybody showed up and said, we shouldn't have to have grass because every city says you have to have grass, right? Yeah. You can't have 100% um, hardscape or, Mm -hmm. you know, replace grass altogether, which makes no sense. We're in a drought. Yeah. And it's not like it's going to get better. Uh If you just went to city council meetings every single time for the earth three minutes and talked about how we should be able to grow vegetables in our front yard if we wanted to, mm-hmm. get rid of all the grass and replace it with rocks if we wanted to, yeah. we shouldn't have to have grass. If you just talked for three minutes yeah. about how stupid grass is, really. I want to do that so bad because I just got a, we almost got a ticket because I didn't take care of the grass for a while because I was hoping it would just fucking die because I didn't want it. And then we got like, I almost got a ticket for like having like, bushes yes like, so if that's like something super simple yeah but imagine how much water is being saved if if we could change every city mm-hmm. to not have to have grass and a lot of people are like oh well then it could look ugly or whatever it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to yeah it doesn't ha- totally i i like the dude i love the rocks way more than grass so and then you gotta go cut the grass every come on you guys you don't want to cut fucking grass every week so you can start with something that's simple pain and the other thing you can do that's you know, like that's changing you again, this is changing you, is you can start making different decisions on how you use your power in your own home. Mm. So I can't expect everyone to run out and get solar. It's very expensive, right? I would love to. Yeah, it's expensive. But we can decide how we're going to use power in our homes. We can Mm -hmm. try to conserve reserve. And I'm going to tell you there's a benefit in that. Yeah. Because our grid is 148 years old now. 148 years old. That's how old our power system is. So if Edison came back tomorrow, yeah. he would know how to fix everything yeah. because it's the same. That's crazy. And it's eventually going to fail. 
Oh, it's failing already. Yeah. So it Paradise. Has been failing, yeah. You remember what happened in Paradise? I don't. Um, oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. The yeah, fires? Yeah, yeah, the fires. Yeah. So, so I'm going to tell you something else. Yeah. I actually sit on um, a state board mm. that's, called, that's uh, all about underground facilities, utilities. So this board oversees all the utilities for anything underground assets. Okay. So I've been on this board for five, six years now. Mm-hmm. So we get to see a lot of like what's happening to the infrastructure. Okay. So we really should be making some decisions on really having solar affordable. And those are conversations for your three minutes. You can go to the city yeah. and say, city, you guys should file for a grant so us you know, residents can have a tax credit to yeah. get solar panels. Or, and or batteries because the grid's going to fail. We're going to end up like Texas when yeah. we have no electricity. That's insane. Right? Did you, and then, um, yeah, I watch Bill Maher all the time, the real time. Uh-huh. And he was even complaining that he had solar installed. And then it took them forever because we have so many like commissions and everything that he couldn't even get his solar turned on. And he had to like make uh, like a building in the back to where he could house the solar stuff and all that. And it took them, and he had like a countdown. Every show he would bring it out. Uh, of course, eventually, like two show, two or three shows in, after doing that, they were like, oh, your solar's ready to go now. <laughs> like, oh, I wonder how that happened. Well, it's, it's like that study earlier. So, yeah. so you're going against the biggest gang in the state, which mm-hmm. is utilities, right? You're oh going after their, their pockets. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have solar. So what they, they make these rules where you can't be off grid. Right. Really? Yeah. So our house literally runs off grid. We have yeah. two Tesla power b- batteries. We have wow. about 30 uh, panels. So ours is a huge yeah. system. So we generate like 7.8 kilowatts. We only use like maybe two. Really? Um, so we store it all and then we send it back to the grid. And then did you get like money back for that too? Yeah. Or yeah, they pay you for that or yeah. something? But yeah. But we, we did it back in 2015 when everything okay. was first coming out. Yeah. And it was really fast back then. It mm. was, you know, it was a lot different than it is now. But, um, because there wasn't all the rules. So yeah, then, the, the, <laughs> as soon as you get all these commissions in here and like it, it, everything's got to be certain ways, like it's just yeah. So then, it's so all fighting against each other almost. Yeah, and and so later on, they made the rules that you can't. Um, you, there's off peak, on peak hours, all this mm-hmm. stuff, and you couldn't be totally off grid. Yeah. Well, we have a way to like recycle all our power off the battery. So technically, we run off grid, and then uh, we sell our power back. Yeah. To um, That's what I want to do so bad. Yeah. And we paid one electric bill in five years. Wow. Yeah, that's it. And I think at the time they had never billed this for five years. And I think it was $285. Wow. That's it. So That's they good. bill you once in a period that you yeah. pay. And we didn't pick anything. Yeah. So then five years later, they were like, hey, you've never paid this bill. So you have to have a connection fee. So you always have to be connected mm-hmm. and you have to pay a connection fee. So we never go over because we always sell more than we ever yeah. pull but you know and in, and and these are the kinds of things that are going to matter because as the the infrastructure fails mm-hmm. where are we going to get power from and the cities yeah totally and here's another three-minute conversation yeah cities are not mandating all utilities are under the ground they're letting them be up in the air where they could be a fire risk with winds and everything else and mm-hmm. if we learned anything recently with these high winds yeah they're leaving fontana they're in claremont now destroying all the trees and upland they were destroying everything there they were everywhere the winds are changing but we could let upland burn to the ground <laughs> <laughs> so so um 
So, yeah, so, I mean, climate, we have, in the Inland Empire, we're having our own climate change, yeah. very independent of what's happening in the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So there's an incentive for us yeah. to really go to these council meetings and say, this matters to us, and then vote. Like, make sure you go to your yeah. local elections. And I'll be honest, uh, when John Oliver was first on, the one of his first conversation was today's local voting mm -hmm. and we weren't gonna go yeah but he shamed us we i was like yeah. I'm so tired i don't even <laughs> yeah. i don't know you know i don't know yeah and i was like that's it we we gotta go so he was like local politics is the only politics and he showed all these clips of what was happening at local levels yeah and i was like i wonder if it's like that here well it was worse than he was showing Fuck. so uh we went and we voted and now you know we, we we vote by mail. Thank God yeah. that happened. That makes it so much easier. Yeah, it does. So I, you know, you can register to be a life lifetime voting from mail. Yeah, you can do that now. We know? we don't like we don't like the mail one. We like to go. Yeah, because I'm like, do they are they gonna get our mail? But then it's like, do they really get that? Uh, you know, like you can track it. So there's yeah, like, yeah, you can track it. Yeah, yeah. So I I track it religiously, but. I like to go in person as well until COVID because I like to take the kids mm -hmm. with us. Yeah. So each one of us take a kid and we have them stand there while, like when we bubble yeah. around them because I feel like that's a good thing for oh, yeah. for kids to see like, mm -hmm. this is my vote. We're going to go put it in yeah. and then explain to them that process. And I don't know, you know, my parents never did that. I don't, my even, I don't even remember. My parents never talked about the only time my parents ever talked about politics. Um, my mom asked me, like, hey, who are you going to like, who would you vote for in this election? And that's the first time I ever got into politics. And I said Ross Perot. This is when Ross Perot <laughs> was running and because I thought he was hilarious. And and then my mom was like, she actually was like listening to what I was saying. And I was kind of just like bullshitting a little bit, you know, but I was like kind of standing up for what Ross Perot believed in and whatever. And then she actually like became a part of like the Ross Perot like election thing. See, one yeah. little person can change everything. I know, it was crazy. And I was like, that was the first time my mom ever listened to me in the first place, you know, like, and I'm like, all about Ross Perot, this is weird, you know. So but, you see that simple conversation and yeah. she became engaged, right? And that's what got me into politics, like for the most part, like that and then punk rock when I got a little bit older. And I didn't even, ah, fuck, I really didn't want to, pay attention to politics at all because that's like a whole nother game it's a whole nother thing you got to pay attention to it's a whole nother thing you got to learn and then you don't like there's so much to it and then you don't think like you think you're dumb or you think whatever and then there's sides it's it's crazy it's like a whole nother sport you kind of have to like listen to or you know like be involved with so i heard this documentary and i have never been able to find it again when i was in college mm -hmm. um i was taking some class on the media. Yeah. Imagine way back then. Yeah. God, it seems like a long time. But um, <laughs> they had us watch this propaganda reel. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about how they had to come up with a method to distract males from voting. Yeah. Sports. And they came up with NFL. Oh, yeah. They actually sat in it a, makes so a much room. Sense. Yeah. And they decided that if they could divide us into these groups, mm -hmm. then we would focus all our attention on that. And yeah. stop worrying about what was happening in politics. Yeah. And if you look at from when the NFL started to like where we are mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. we have our engagement in our leadership has opened the door for corporations yeah. to have more power than humans. Yeah. And and really, I was like, I could my mind was blown watching yeah. that. 
And it was at Cal State LA. It was in what you know those reels where you you know how like there was a reel up here mm-hmm. and a reel down there. Yeah, yeah. And you put it in the thirty-five millimeter. Yeah. Like, and, tape, yeah. and that's how I watched it. Like, like wow. that's how old it was. Yeah. So it was, it was like, and they, you had to rent a room. Yeah. Reel to reel with yeah. a projector. And, and all that. I was yeah. doing all my research with that microfiche stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So, remember that. so, you know, it never came out of my mind that, you know, there was a brand and they yeah. were branding sports as a method to keep us dumb and happy. I oh, guess. totally. One, that's that's I think I feel like that's its main goal and a, a lot of like punk rock people like the people that were probably listening to this podcast they all know that shit they like a lot of them don't even listen to sports at all and they're more like in tune with politics but but yeah for me like growing up like super athletic and I fucking love sports like it's like that's what it was for me it was like learning another sport kind of yeah so just think of it this way like you know um what is it like lesson let's say 300 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, America started to be colonized. Yeah. Look at how much has happened to this country in such a small amount of time. It's so crazy. Right. It's so- And in the beginning we were harvesting, you know, whatever natural resources, yeah. the colonizers were natural resources that America had offered. Mm-hmm. Then they were like, Oh, these resistors are over here bothering us. So we're going to kill all their Buffalo. So they starve to death and yeah. they die. And then they harvested and harvested and now there's nothing more to harvest but the humans that live here. And we are now the harvest. Yeah. And and we don't know because they've like stun gunned us with mm-hmm. media and yeah. we're like, oh, everything's okay. But we're sometimes we wake up. Yeah. And just for a little bit. It's kind of like the Matrix. <laughs> just like the Matrix. Or like I also think like the movie Wally. That I c- I couldn't think of a fucking better movie. Like I can't even believe they have that in a fucking movie. They're trying to tell us. They are. Trying. They are. Like, they're like, no, and nobody even, like, they watch that. They're just like, oh, what a cute kids movie. They were trying to tell us when they were telling us about Skynet. They were like, yes, hello, dude. <laughs> this is going to happen. Oh, my God. They've been trying Robots to tell us. Robots have taken over. Yeah. Too. And we've actually given them the keys to everything, right? And just handed over gladly. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And- I mean, come on. I have, like, my whole thing is set up with all these little, um, Amazon tools in your house, Alexas and all that shit. And they just, they're constantly listening. I mean, I, oh my God. Like I've been reading this book. It's, um, fuck. I talk about it every fucking podcast now. Um, hold on real quick. I'm not going to edit this either. Motherfuckers. You're going to have to just sit (laughs) in silence for like two seconds. Um, it's by Johan Kari. I believe his name is, I don't know if he goes by Johan, but when he says his name, and I don't know if he said it as a joke either, but he said Johan, but it looks like Johan, or it's J-O-H-A-N-N, and it's, uh, yeah, Johan, Johan or Johan Hari, I, I was getting his last name correct, incorrect, H-A-R-I, and the book is called Stolen Focus, and it's like, it talks all about how our devices are like, are taking over. Like he would, he was like, he goes into talking about like how he just wanted to take his nephew away to um, Graceland because when he was younger, his, his nephew liked Grace or Elvis a lot. So he wanted to take his nephew who was on his phone all the time, take him to Graceland and have an experience. So they get to Graceland and what happens? They're all, all everyone's on their phone because you have to go on your phone to like go uh, follow along the museum thing. So everyone's on their phone distracted anyways. 
And then this whole, it, I mean, he goes so far into it, like about how uh, everything's listening to us, like all the, uh, like Amazon and Facebook and all that. It's all integrated to like know what we're searching for on the internet. And then it'll like magically be like, here, you said you were looking for this. And now here it is in an ad on Facebook, especially for you, you know? And yeah, it's like fishing, yeah, right? So, yeah, so yeah. they're dangling um, our our approval, yep. our confidence, yeah. our interest, and they keep us coming back to yeah. the technology for that that dopamine. It used to, you know, yeah. it's, all, it's acting like a drug in our body. That's exactly what I mean. He goes in. He goes into saying like how there uh, there were scientists that experimented and they found like the perfect thing, and it's like Instagram, like how you have to like everything, and like it's like oh, I gotta get the likes. And then like you then you're just and then you just keep doing the thing to to follow the algorithm and it's all like like just strung up all into one thing. So um I'm Native American. I don't know if you ever knew that. Yeah. Well you probably see in my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um one of the things, the weapons of destruction mm -hmm. that is most devastating is disconnecting a generation from the one that came before. Mm -hmm. It destroys the next generation. Yeah. So I would say that's where the name comes Gen Now Matters is because what I've noticed after Generation X, there are very few millennials that have that mm -hmm. connection yeah. to the generations before. They, they don't know how to. They don't ask those questions. They're not engaging and, in it, the history. And it seems like they don't care at all. Yeah. It's not that they don't care. It's that the branding yeah. in Instagram, all the social media has mm -hmm. now required them to plug into the now. Yeah, yeah. And not into learning the past. Mm -hmm. And so now you sever that tie, so you forget that propaganda led to the mass annihilation of millions of people. Yeah. You sever that tie and yeah. you forget that, you know, like this is a harvest and yeah. you are being what's harvest. So if you can yeah. sever the tie between one generation to the next, mm -hmm. you can destroy the people. Yeah. And so like another action that's wow, really that's easy. That's a great point. <laughs> that's crazy. Right? So another yeah. thing that you can do if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, I can't go to politics. I'm not going to go knock on the door." Mm -hmm. You could ask another generation. Tell me about what it was like when, you know, whatever. Yeah. And those conversations are going to be hard cuz you're used to like typing it, so maybe text your friend in the beginning <laughs> and look yeah. them in the eyes a yeah. little bit, you know, yeah. so like you can get used to it again, but you know, um, just basic skills. Like if you watch TV, mm -hmm. um, you'll see that most of the commercials are for prepackaged food that arrives at your door and you just pop it in and yes. you can make it. Right? I was actually like going to look into that. Well, but I'm like, dude, I like cooking my own food. Well, so so one of the things that we as as humans used mm -hmm. to do is cook together, tell stories. Yes. And yes. interact yes. and sit around a table and talk to each other. That is so true. You're severing the tie. That wow. generational knowledge will yeah. be gone if mm -hmm. you don't now actively try to get into that and, and learn what did they learn to survive? Yeah. What did those people do to survive? Because now that connects you. You are connected to the generation before, to the generation mm -hmm. before. For hundreds of years, you're not a lone wolf. Yeah. You're part of a pack. Yeah. And what's happening now is social media, sports, all the branding, all the 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 propaganda out there mm -hmm. is severing you. So you're isolated alone. You only have your knowledge. Yeah. You only have what you know, and you're going to feel like you're not prepared to yeah. even take on a battle because you're feeling like you're doing it alone. You're not doing it with the, the voices of the people who came before you. You're not doing it with the knowledge that all these people live these very difficult lives so that you could be alive today. And yeah. your responsibility as this generation is to do what's best for the next one. Yeah. And it's not on accident. It's mm -hmm. calculated. They want to sever you 
from community. Yeah. And so you look at, you know, suicide rates are up. Yeah, suicide rates up. are up a lot. Because you're alone. Yeah. And you're alone in the most connected world we've ever had. Is, ever. Yeah, it's crazy. Because our generation is like more like, oh, look how we can connect with other people. That's how I kind of look at Even like with Facebook, like I get a lot of shit for talking shit on Facebook, but I'm like, isn't this like a platform we have that we could fucking speak out against shit? But everyone's like, I just want to share my food and... But we were raised in a, in a different time when you like, you know, you kind of had to go to your friend's house and hope they were home. Yeah. Like, you, you know, yes. maybe they were home. Yeah. Or if you didn't answer the phone in time, like yeah. only rich people had like answering yeah. machines. So like, I don't know. They might be home. They might, you know, I'm just going to ride my bike over I there. can't even imagine. Like I, I lived in that time and I can't even imagine it. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Like I had actually like. Hey, we're gonna meet at the mall at this place at this time. Like, how crazy is that? And then you had to like kind of like look around. I'm gonna be uh, by the fountain exactly. over there by the what be Dalton Bucks. Like, and if you forgot there. where that spot was, like you're like just gonna have to walk around the mall until you find everyone. Yeah, they had whatever. a map, yeah. but but the maps were only updated once in a great yeah. blue moon. <laughs> yeah, and they would put a piece of tape over oh, where the new building God. was. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! And sometimes the tape was removed because you know kids are kids, and they remove the tape to to screw with you. So you're walking around. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean, if you think about all of this as a strategic move, yeah, then then you feel like like tricked and bamboozled, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't feel alone anymore because it's happening to all of us. Yeah, and because it's happening to all of us, it takes little conversations mm-hmm. to undo it. Yeah. So, so maybe, you know, and and I'm actually asking you to use your phone to watch my videos so that, you know, and to listen to what I'm saying, but that's the technology that we can use that was created to divide us, to unite us. So that's what I, like, I think your device is as important as whatever you use it for. I mean, I, it can be, like I said, I use it for everything and I, I wouldn't change it because, well, I'm not also not going on Instagram even as a photographer, I'm I don't give a shit who likes my photos. I'm going to post them anyways. Like I don't care if it gets 10 likes, 100 likes. So like that's not a thing for me. You know what I'm saying? Like so I I feel like that's like I'm disconnected in that way. I I I know there's like everyone else is not like that at all. And in you know you have to understand why people aren't like that. It's because like you and I are yeah. like natural survivors. Like yeah. to overcome our childhood. Yeah. There was a part of us that had to survive, like the survivor shows, yeah. naked and afraid, like yeah. mental toughness is uh-huh. just part of a process. Right. Yeah. And it's a hard process when you've never had that. Yeah. Because it's very like life today is very accommodating. It is. Yeah. I mean, you could have anything ordered to your door. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. We went camping one time and we, we totally ran late, like in the whole process of packing up the car because we try to go immediately after school and that yeah. never works. So we grub hubbed food to the campsite. That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. I was like, and this is Big Bear. I was like, yeah. I was like, wow. I I, I never yeah. thought to do this, but the kids were like, can't we just order food? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's see. And sure wow. enough, see, I'm a camper camper. <laughs> if I forgot food or some shit, I'm going. I'm I'm gonna go hungry, dude. Well, with little kids, it's hard. But oh you know, yeah, you can't. You yeah, can't. there's but no way. After that, like you know, obviously we made all the food and everything, but. I was just like blown away, like how easy it is, yeah. right? So um, I think I think one of the the other things that you know we're going to talk to the generation, reconnect the 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 connections between generations, but we also need to connect to ourselves. 
Yeah. Like really figure out what matters to you. Yeah. And it's hard because you're being constantly bombarded by a brand. You don't, totally. you don't really know what's really important yeah. to you. And unfortunately, I didn't even really know yeah. until I had a child with special needs. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, nothing else mattered mm-hmm. but justice for my son. Yeah. And that's a whole nother story. Like there was a lawsuit. We sued the school district. We won. I filed a grievance against the, against the school district. The, the fucking cities hate you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they see me coming like, dang it. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I, they all know my name. Um, so, so yeah. Even if I yeah. put my name as Miramontes, yeah. they will say my whole name. Even if I put Munoz, they'll say my whole name. They'll say Amparo wow. Munoz Miramontes. They'll say the whole thing. Dude. If I just put wow. my first name, yeah. they say the whole name. Just put Punky from now on. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, and in that whole lawsuit process, I the city, the, the Rialto Unified School District offered to settle for my son and give me everything that I wanted for my son. Mm-hmm. And instantly in my brain, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I'm going to do this. And then I sat there for a few seconds while they went to go print it out. Yeah. And I stood up and I walked out and they're like, where are you going? I'm like, well, what about all the other kids? Yeah. And they were like, what do you mean? I'm like, this has to be a policy change. Yeah. Like it can't just be for my son Mm -hmm. because my son's going to be fine. Like I'm going to make sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. What is everybody else going to do? Because they don't know everything that I learned in this process. And they were like, well, then if you leave, this this agreement is over. So I sued them. It ended up costing them almost a half a million dollars. Like they had to change everything. Yeah. They had to retrain all their whole school district. I mean, right now they're in the news because they had they had two teachers that are arrested for child abuse because I don't know if you heard, but the student was was raped on campus oh, and he had already wow. molested other people and they never called the police. So Fuck. there's a lot of things happening. Yeah. And and we're busy. We're distracted. Yeah, 100%. And we could, we could change the tide because let me tell you, after mm-hmm. that event happened, that school board meeting was packed with parents. Wow. And everybody was on point. So yeah. if we start showing up and you don't have to talk. Yeah. There's always one person that will talk forever, like mm-hmm. me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've already talked. See, like we are, I already said we, we both are talkers and we're almost at an hour in 40 minutes. No way. Yeah. You can divide it this into... It feels like nothing, right? No. I can make a two-parter easy Yeah, you on this. can make this two parts. But no, motherfuckers. You got to sit and listen to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you... If it's important. You, if you just really just showed up, yeah. uh, you know, we at one point all wore yellow. Yeah. And so now imagine... You show up with your gang mentality, yeah, and you're trying to push something through, and you see 200 people wearing yellow, yeah, and your people talking. There may only be three of them, mm-hmm. but you know all that room is full of people For that, that support cause, that yeah. cause. Yeah, it makes it harder. Yeah. So even if you don't ever talk, but you like you say, hey, let's let's come with the team color. Yeah. And we use the NFL approach, like we're all on this team. Yeah, yeah. And now you have that person, your spokesperson, you have mm-hmm. their voice representing everybody's concerns. So there's so many little things I've learned along the way of yeah. how to fight, how to resist. But the biggest one is making sure that that you don't sit and wait for somebody else. Yeah, totally. And yeah, man, uh, it's tough because like, like we're both saying, everyone's busy. Everyone's so busy. And when they're not busy, they don't want to have to do shit like this, you know, but it's important. And it's like, who's going to do it? 
who's gonna do it and like like you're fighting you i'm so proud of you dude like Aww, thank you yeah it's so fucking cool i mean i thought you were gonna be president by now but I'm still, I'm super proud of you, dude. It's so cool. Well, the good thing is, is I'm thinking I'm raising the president. Okay, got it. So I think it takes a little bit of that yeah. generational, like it like was gonna, gonna be happen. a hard one yeah. for me to jump from like where yeah. I came from. Oh, to, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a hard yeah. jump generationally. Yeah. But it it's like an easier jump from where my kids are being raised from yeah. as opposed to where I was raised from. This yeah. is an easier transition. Got so it. I think like if we keep that mentality going, every generation should be building up the next because yeah. these corporations are acting like they're building up their own entity. They are forever. Yeah, it's crazy. And then they're just going to grab some rich like like idiot <laughs> like Donald Trump. He's just a rich idiot. That's what Aquanet is. Too. That's all. Oh. But but just Her think of this. Aquanetta. That's just, that's <laughs> driving me crazy. Just think of this. Why is Je- Jeff Bezos and all these uh-huh. other guys going to space? Because their plan is to destroy and then peace out on us and leave. That's exactly what I was thinking, <laughs> too. Could he not have made his fucking rocket look like a dick, too? I don't know. That's so crazy, right? It was like, oh, God. But there are some really rich uh, people that are doing amazing things, like Dolly Parton's doing amazing dude, things. Dude, Dolly Parton is... Dude. She's my Come favorite. on, man. She's so rad. Yeah, and there's... Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of different entities that are real. I forgot the guy's name. Mark Cuban. Yeah. He's making, Mark, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. He's making prescriptions cheaper for yes. people because he's like bringing it straight from him with like, I think he said 15% overhead and that's it. Dude, what a badass. Right. So, so there are people doing those things, but mm. those are the people that are invested in, in us. Yeah. These other people are going to leave us and yeah. go make their colonies like that, that movie 2012 and all those other I movies. I know. Like, like Wally, your example, they're going to go live in space and drink Slurpees and float around. And they just have like just the the harvester people in the sitting in their lazy boys like that shit's crazy. That's where that's kind of the plan, I think. I think so, too. Like, why else would they why else would this dude who has all the money in the world make a fucking rocket to go to space? dude? <laughs> and you have to think about it, too. They're like keeping us fat and happy, right? Yeah. Like we're literally getting bigger. We're getting 100%. more delicious as a harvest, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're keeping us like this because we're a human harvest. Yeah. And like just like cattle. I don't know if anybody's lived on a farm, but you don't want skinny cows that are yeah. like hardworking. Like that's that's a whole different thing. If you well, gonna- it just makes you sedentary and just like not wanting to go out and do anything, and like you want to do less things now because like I mean everything. Like I'm like I don't want to go put on a bathing suit and go have fun at a beach. Like fuck, I no. Like I'm not gonna do that. You know, like. Uh, there's a whole bunch of shit like that. Like every little small thing. It becomes tedious and work. It does. Where you could just sit on your couch with your phone. Yeah. And, the world and I'm comes just going to sit and binge watch everything. And the world comes to you. Exactly. You don't have to go to the world. We had fucking DoorDash for like a minute. And I was like, fuck that, dude. I paid 30 bucks for Del Taco. <laughs> really? They added- dude, 30 bucks for Del Taco. Oh, I didn't know they added money. That's like buying the whole fucking menu at Del Taco. <laughs> dude. Like, come on. I can get away with like $3 at Del Taco and I'm a big dude. I can get away with $3 and I spent $30 on fucking DoorDash. Yeah. But yeah, okay, we got to end this shit because it's uh, we're coming into an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> My wife drives like two hours to work and there was one day she listened to this podcast and she was like, it took me tw- two times to like try to listen to the whole thing, so... But yeah, we got to wrap. Uh, what 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 would you want everyone to know? Like, what 
I think the biggest thing is just check out Gen Now Matters. Yeah. Uh, learn what you can, what you don't, you know, what you don't know, what you are struggling with understanding. Reach out for help. You know, there are people along the way. And if you go to city council, you'll find those leaders. Yeah. And there. spread the word about it, guys. Like, come on. Like, it just look, I don't really spread the word. I'm not trying to get everyone to listen to my podcast. I really don't give a shit. The right people are going to listen to it. But like, this is more important. This is way more important. Like, Gen Now Matters. Go to YouTube. Spread the fucking word about it. Go talk to people about it. Do something. Like, just do something maybe like once a month. Like, who knows? Something. Let's, I don't know. We got to make changes. And um, this is a punk rock podcast. And I know a lot of the other punk, punk rock podcasts, they just have punk rock musicians come on, talk about their favorite fucking things. I think this podcast is going to be a little bit different where we have, I, I'm punky's coming on more than just one time. Like this is, we're going to have her maybe on maybe like once every other month or something. Cause she's important. She's smart. She knows what she's talking about. And, uh, that's the important shit. I think like, I don't know why we're listening to, I don't know what's so punk rock about listening to punk rock musicians talk about their favorite fucking color or like their favorite movies and shit. I mean, it's exciting, and we're going to do that too, but we also should do some important stuff. So um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Punky, it's been fucking rad just awesome. hanging out. So we got to do it more. No problem. So, I have lots of material. Yeah, and she also brought us dinner, dude. That's So we're definitely going to have her over more. <laughs> you were our DoorDash tonight, dude. <laughs> right on. So is that all? Is, is there anything else you would like to say? We may want to use this for another one, but I want, yeah. I want you to see something. Oh, just, just, shit. Just leave a recording, but yeah. check this video. Oh, yeah, you were going to tell me about this video. So this is City Council's um, State of the city, the city of in 2020. 2021. Okay. What the fuck is happening already? It's like a game show. What? What the fuck is this? We're glad you're with us to celebrate. We know that 2020 wasn't that great. We're looking forward to 21. Let's look back at all we've done. You guys, this is not a South Park parody or like Family Matters. Or not Family Matters. Family Guy. So what this is, is the state of the city. Um, they hosted it at Water of Life Church. You have to pay $50 to go. No. And they have a full musical regarding the city. You guys, they're dressed up in like 1920s, like. Gangsters. Yes. That's exactly what they are. How crazy. It's not fake, it's real. They really spent our money to make this. This seems like the most fake thing I've ever seen. I mean... <laughs> it gets better. Hold on. My mind is blown right now. You guys, you have to watch this video. I'm going to put the link in the... in the. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but... So then it goes on to... They instead... You know, like it's a city update. So instead of like recognizing city members... And mind yeah. you, 2020, Fontana took one of the biggest hits for death rates because yeah. of all the warehouses. So all these employees had to keep going to work. Yeah. And people were dying like crazy. Um, and so in the middle of that, they came out with this 
where they sing and dance. And instead of recognizing the fond heroes, yeah. so you, they always brag about these warehouses. They're amazing jobs. <laughs> and you would think that it's fallen heroes, you know, that yeah, yeah, yeah. they would recognize them. And, and like, no, they sing to the developers who funded their what? campaigns what their campaigns they sing to them you guys this is not this is a not a parody this is insane thank you for being so so they have girls dressed up in beautiful dresses and they hold the signs of all the campaign contributors and they sing these Let's beautiful songs to them and they're using the fucking golden Go- girls theme sons of bitches yeah, so this goes and on. they're putting Fontana forward with bronze sponsors on the screen. Titan Industries. Oh, my God. And they're just talking about sponsors. Yeah. So then it goes on and they go on and on and on. And this is the nuttiest thing I've ever seen. And so now you see why you have to fight. Yeah. So now they have a gospel choir because this is at a church. Yeah. So they got to throw that. It looks like the Blues Brothers movie where James Brown comes out as the preacher. Wow. And this is all propaganda promoting industry. And then Aquanetta comes out and she talks and she talks about... Our schools are still closed. Local businesses continue to be severely constricted and the job loss numbers continue to increase. Everyone That's not has true. had to adapt to not only working from home, think that home, but most concerning to me is the COVID-19 death rate. Despite these challenges, our city departments jumped into action to provide crucial services to our great public. The trials of maintaining physical and mental health as well as social injustice has taken its toll. On May 25th, the world witnessed the killing of George Perry Floyd Jr., an African-American man killed during an arrest. Derek Chauvin, one of the four arresting officers, knelt on Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. So it's really His interesting. She talks about this because yeah. the police, um, police arrest rate is totally in, in alignment with what we're seeing everywhere. And she actually ble- uh, banned any protests for Black Lives Matter in the city, and she arrested any public organization. So even though she's saying all this, she says all the things. She says it, but she's doing something totally Oh, yeah. So And then they moved in some military uh, weaponry so that the city has basically militia-grade weapons. Wow. I've never understood why police have military weapons. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's a totally lot of videos like this, yeah. but I just wanted you to really understand. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's one. I like seriously. Top 10 craziest. <laughs> like that looks like a parody out of a movie or like family guy. So, you know, like you heard everything I said and you're yeah. thinking like, you know, maybe that's unbelievable. Oh, no. I, I mean, I believe. So now you yeah. see the video yeah. and there's a lot of them like this. Wow. They do this all the time and they charge the public to go see this and it's hosted at the Water of Life Church. So now the Water of Life Church gets money for this and they charge wow. for this and they give them money. And they're not doing anything to help anyone, and, really. And and it's a business. And wow. that's what everybody needs to realize is all of it is a business. That's and crazy. and your silence means you're okay with it. Yeah, it does. Uh, a lot of people just like they're like, whatever. If I just go about my day, um, 
I'm not really doing anything either way, but it is, it's, it's apathy and it's not helping anybody. Wow, dude, that is the craziest fucking thing. So if you, if you that have was time, crazy. Yeah. If you have time, I would watch the whole thing. Um, yeah. I watch it a lot because when mm -hmm. I want to give up and I don't want to go anymore, I watch yeah. this and it like re enrages me Yeah, because I'm Actually, like, it makes me, yeah, I get it. They're dressed up in flapper outfits. Yeah. And then they talk about how there's the death rate is high, but she never says that they never had testing in a timely manner. They didn't do food. The local, yeah. the local Sikh community mm -hmm. and the local mosque in our community, not Water of Life, the other organizations in our community, they fed yeah. the public. They had food drives and they were feeding people. They were doing test sites. They opened up the mosque and, and the, the temples and wow. they were taking care of Fontana. Wow. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's completely different than what she says. Yeah. But if you don't know, you hear it and you're like, hey, Fontana Forward, we're an amazing city. Fuck. And we have dancers that can, you know, <laughs> that can tell you. <laughs> totally distract you and look at how great it is. <laughs> dude, wow. Wow. That's insane, dude. You've done a, amazing fucking work, dude. Thanks. I can't believe all this. Like, this is crazy, all the shit you uncovered. You are the next Aaron Brockovich, dude. <laughs> but I need your help. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll do whatever, whatever you need me, dude. Like, if you need me to go somewhere, I don't know. And then I, I, I got a band coming, so like, we'll talk about this shit all the time. We'll speak out. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. We're almost at two hours. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Billy. Thank yeah. you. All right. Yeah. No problem. And then just to leave on this one. Oh, he needs oh. some milk. That wasn't the right button. Guess we'll just wait and see.